Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eighteen eighty-three, episode ten. This is not your heaven is over, and it has been for a while. But we are finally getting started talking about the end of eighteen eighty-three here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wiggler. Remember me? Remember Charlie Ridgely? We're the people who talk to you about eighteen eighty-three every week, except for the last two weeks. Charlie. It's been a long time in my life without Cowboys. I missed you, Charlie. I missed you too. How how did everything go? How are you feeling? So it's going. Everything's going fine. I can mostly see those those of you who are like, "Where's the podcast?" You know, I've tried to tell you multiple times. It's like, "Hey, it's going to be delayed." <laughs> um, getting lasers shot into my face, and hopefully, I will be uh, not shooting lasers uncontrollably out of my eyes like Cyclops forevermore uh, from that point forward. But I am on the other side of my LASIK surgery. Uh, I see really well now. It's it's a beautiful thing. Still some blurriness that I'm sorting through, wearing uh, blue light glasses as we speak because I don't want to spend too much time staring directly at a screen. Uh, And I'm also suffering from something called rainbow glare where I see uh, sporadic rainbows in my vision. And it's actually kind of cool as long as it's not forever. Uh, But for now, (laughs) it's totally fine. Uh, And uh, we were going to do the 1883 finale podcast last week. Life got in the way as I'm catching up on uh, having been off mic for uh, a little while due to the surgery recovery but we are back. We've got it. Uh, we are now two weeks removed from the 1883 finale. We are two weeks removed from Taylor Sheridan uh, talking about how, yeah, that's it, you know, effectively. And so we got questions. Uh, you and me, Charlie, I assume, have questions about, well, what does it mean when Paramount ordered more 1883 then? And of course, I think we can kind of just get into this in terms of we assume you've watched it. We assume you have seen all of 1883. We're not going to hold back any spoilers. We're going to get really into it right away. And that was it. That was the spoiler warning. This ends up being a show, Charlie, about the origin of the Yellowstone Ranch uh, by way of Elsa Dutton's death. Exactly. That was the whole that was the whole buildup. And that we knew from the beginning what it was going to be. And and I think we kind of got deterred here and there about what it could become and like no no this is what it is this is what we told you all along we're gonna get to the ranch and then you know Elsa's gonna die and that's gonna be that yeah yeah there there was not this more to the story type of situation that I think all of us maybe hoped for um I'm glad they kept it contained but also I I have a lot of weird thoughts about this I'm very I'm a very in a very conflicted place okay about this 
about this we're, finale specifically and how it how it wrapped everything up. We're going to get through it. Uh, you know, Taylor Sheridan's out there doing the interview rounds, or he was. He talks about how um, uh, I believe that the uh, the origin of the show is that Isabel May, who plays Elsa, had auditioned for something else for a different Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, project. it was for the um, it was for uh, Mayor, Mayor of Kingstown, Kingstown mm-hmm. uh, and wasn't right for that, but like she caught fire in his brain and he like creatively saw this path forward for, you know, this show that is following this, this young woman who is full of life uh, and uh, a fire that burns out very bright uh, and very quickly and becomes sort of the, the inflection point on which everything that we saw uh, that we see on Yellowstone is based on. Um, And in at least his interview with deadline, uh, the headline of that interview with Deadline is we wanted to make a 10-hour movie with an ending, and that's what we did. Uh, so if the question is, like, will there be more 1883, Paramount said yes. Uh, Paramount Plus said that there would be more 1883. Sounds like Taylor Sheridan is saying no. Uh, and I don't know that even two weeks out from this, Charlie, we'd necessarily have any clarity. But the way that the story shook out was very open and shut. It's not just Elsa who dies. We see Thomas and Noemi and their kids, like they're settling down. We see uh, what's left of uh, uh, Joseph's crew. Uh, Which is just Joseph. (laughs) And one of them is just Joseph. Just Joseph. Yeah. And uh, only like some of Joseph, too. He's lost a little bit. He's missing a leg. So it's literally all all of them that started. The only like immigrant that's left is Joseph Joseph with one leg. Uh, and, uh, we know that, uh, Shay, uh, has, uh, has followed through on what he said that he'd go to the ocean and then, um, he takes his own life. Uh, and that is the end of that character as well. So it, it's all like done in this big, fast montage at the end of the episode, Charlie, where I'm like, yeah, I really don't know where there's much room to tell more stories in 1883, unless we're just veering away completely from all of these characters. And frankly, I don't. I don't think I want it. I think that they told the story. Yeah, I, like I, think, I think it's told. over. And I, when I first saw his quote, I went back and found the email from the announcement email from Paramount Plus to say, did we all just misunderstand? Was them saying more episodes really, they were talking about 1932, which is the next 1932, right? Right. I think the that's next right. show, it, it's a different generation of the Duttons. You know, it's it takes place during the big Western expansion. And they've already they're already obviously on the ranch. And so maybe I thought maybe we all were mistaken and the additional episodes really they were talking about the next spin-off show, 1932. That was not the case. They were very separate bullet points, very separate notes. 1932 and additional 1883. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Again, yeah. because of how the show ends, because the show jumps forward a year in time, which based on the weather doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna let that go. Um it's in 1884. The only thing I can think is that we're going to get a couple of one-off little episode stories or like mini movies about the Tim McGraw Faith Hill characters. Yeah. I think what they, what they're ordering again, this is all just my opinion. I don't have any actual Inside information track. about yep. this. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I think that maybe we're going to see some little vignettes with those two characters because they connected so deeply with people. And I understand that and giving another glimpse into their life because we've seen them in flashbacks from, you know, the regular Yellowstone show. I I think we're going to see a little more of them in some capacity. Again, maybe these streaming movies or just one-off episode, you know, extra episodes um, 
to kind of fill in some more gaps because it seems like what they really want to do is just tell the whole Dutton story, mm-hmm. which again, I love Yellowstone. I'm much more interested in the Western stuff than I am the Dutton family history. And I've been very clear that I want Yellowstone 3000. Uh, so like, yeah. I want future sci-fi Duttons uh, if we're going to do the full <laughs> fabric of the thing. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I think maybe that's a it's a weird approach to of what we're gonna cover in the what Dutton sci-fi like, Duttons is a weird no approach? no no I love uh, that okay. I just mean like going into <laughs> other generations of the Duttons like I I think that uh, eighteen eighty three was done so well I just want a continuation of a Western story yeah I love how they approach this Western it's right Oregon there eighteen eighty three thousand I just have to say yeah because it, it's, it's right it's, it's, it's low hanging fruit um but yeah it, it it's it's hard to think where you go but wouldn't that be one million eight hundred eighty three thousand yeah it would I guess <laughs> um. Yeah, it's there's a lot to unpack, and and I, I'm really interested to see if maybe they just got too excited and said this, and there was a misunderstanding with Sheridan. So yeah, I mean, so to, for some context behind it, like when Paramount announced a lot of the things that Paramount announced, I, I also, believe it was an, it was an upfronts presentation, right? They had a whole. I believe that's correct, and I, thing. it may have been their own special thing. Um, but either way, they they announced a slew of things, and one of them was like, "We're doing Star Trek Four. We're getting the whole gang back together. It's Chris oh, Pine, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Zach yeah. Quinto, it's everybody." It, it, it was the big earnings call thing. That's what and, it was. And then there was this uh, this this trade article that came out afterwards. It was like, yeah, the actors didn't know that. Uh, like, you know, they, they were like, well, "Yeah, we're going to bring them all back, but we're going to start production by the end of the year, and everyone's coming back." And like, there was this trade article where the actors were like. Uh, that was a surprise. Uh, they didn't really know that, and that like Paramount forfeited some bargaining power in favor of, um, you know, getting some thumbs ups with uh, possible investors and everything like that. So, uh, part of that makes me wonder, like, did Paramount just say we're doing more 1883, boys? We're doing it. It's happening. Uh, and like Taylor Sharon's like, wait a second, are we what? Uh, and was this like a, you know, a little bit of like an undercutting of this stuff? Uh, that's speculative. I don't know. I think that your idea that they could be doing more with um, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill not only makes sense, but the more I think about it, like the more I think I could be open to the idea of like telemovies with them, sort of like, um, you know, uh, you know, like novellas set in that mm-hmm. world. Like I would not be upset about that. They both seem to really enjoy playing those characters and they're both very good i mean they're I think very we're good happy to see more of them yeah. on tv certainly if they have a worthwhile story to tell or even mm-hmm. just like a really good vibes piece like i think i would be down to check that out for sure um yeah i, mean, I think like i said there's a there's a, a piece you know or a flashback scene that's really intriguing i don't know if you've gotten to it in your yellowstone journey i'm still there early in a, season four i have not progressed there is a really good flashback scene with those two characters um there's a couple but there's one that's really intriguing that i think there could be a story around that little moment there and um you know a couple little vignettes maybe a six episode mini at the most but like i wouldn't want a whole other season of just trying to start up the no, ranch no no that's no that's i think that, i think that would be boring and i don't think that taylor sheridan is interested right. in it and i think it'd be very different from what we got, unless we have like some version of Elsa speaking to us from like, you know, her her great ride in the great beyond that we see at the end of the show. But I think that that would feel uh, that would feel weird. Elsa's story feels like she lives on in the efforts of others. And that's the story. And I like that. And I don't she want lives to on in Beth Dutton. Yeah, she certainly does. Uh, <laughs> and in good Casey as well. Like, I think that like you definitely see it in other characters. I think you see it in the Duttons. Like, she's definitely very, very Duttony. 
um, when you look at a bunch of these other characters. But in 1883, being a Dutton made so much more sense. So much more sense than it does uh, <laughs> in, in uh, modern times. Um, and I, I hope that what we get instead is if we're going to do more 1883, some of these one-offs, I think that there were some of these characters that we saw along the way. Like, I think that, um, like the, the two other cowboys whose names I'm blanking on at off the top of my head right mm-hmm. now, uh, yep. Colton, not, and, not Ennis, not Ennis, uh, Colton and Wade, I think. Wade, uh, like, yeah, Wade. I, I would watch like a Colton and Wade, like TV movie, like a one-off. Uh, I would watch, you, you know, even Taylor Sheridan's character. I would watch something about him. Like I would, ex- I would be interested in seeing like what this universe that Taylor Sheridan carved out during this time period looks like with other characters, but not as full on shows. I don't think. I right, think it's like right. digital specials, which might be within the realm of what we could get. Um, I know, mean, we, they're doing it. South Park has to be one of Paramount's biggest properties. Just going to say, yes, uh, yeah. that they're doing like a bunch of these. Like, what is it? Like two movies? Yeah, another major property they do not have the streaming rights to. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think that some of this is like scrambly, but uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's talk about like the the show itself, though, because they do follow through with the death of Elsa Dutton, um, and it was really tough. It was that was really hard to yeah. watch, Charlie. I also I think it was hard to watch because it was emotional. It was also hard to watch because I think it was a bit of a slog there at the end. A little bit because you know? like you're on like the march of like, well, she's not going to make it. Yeah, I just like, kind of have to suffer through all of this knowing she's in, not going to make it. In episode nine, they not only tell you she's going to die, they tell you that wherever she's buried is where they're going to go. So you know everything at the end of episode nine. You know how this is going to end. And there wasn't some big twist or something. They did what they said. We know how this is going to end. We know where it's going to end. We know they're going to end up in Montana. Yeah. And so there's a whole hour and 10 minutes now of essentially we just have to wait and watch this woman die. Yeah, it's tough. And there's, there's not a lot of – for a show that was so well-paced throughout, it's like we're going to now spend an entire hour, our longest episode, just focusing on watching this girl die. Yeah, and there, there's only I think so much story to tell there. I mean, you have to, obviously it affects everybody differently, and and there I think it's worth spending real time in that moment, not just skipping over it. I think there are emotions to be had there. I just don't think that an entire hour dedicated to it was really all that necessary. Yeah, um, I think that they, I I don't know what the better course of action is. I, I don't know either. I don't have a great answer for that. You know, is it that she, you know, does she sustain the injury in the final episode as opposed to the penultimate? Is that the better answer? Um, or is it the, the, you know, more of a kindness to do what Taylor Sheridan did and was like, we're going to tell you in episode nine that Elsa's going to die. So you have some time to prepare for the fact that we're actually going to do it. Um, I kind of feel like I like the pacing of, of that piece of it. But I also uh, totally hear you on like it was it was tough to. It was tough to weather knowing the whole time that this was where it was going to go. And, you know, I do think I do think a different show in the hands of a different creative. I may have imagined the world where they were going to veer away from it and there was going to be like some last minute save. Um, But that does not vibe with Taylor Sheridan, I don't think. Uh, And and that's they kept teasing that might happen. You know, when when she found the Native Americans and and mm -hmm. you thought maybe this is going to be, or I guess first they went to the fort fort, and there was going to be a doctor there. Okay, maybe this is an out. That was not an out. Then they found the Native American tribe who had, he said, I I have a healer. 
And that but then that guy very quickly says, like, oh, by the way, like, she's dead. You know, it's just yeah. a matter of when and how. And it was like, we're just really dragging this out yeah. as long as we can because we yeah. have an hour to use, you know, and, and that. I think maybe just a shorter episode, like maybe a 40 minute episode sure. would have been great. Sure. Um, I do think shows are overly long these days anyway. Uh, and there's probably stuff that you could trim here, but I don't know what is necessarily the thing to lose. Yeah. I don't want to lose anything from Joseph any more than we already lose. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like I, I actually did think that that whole sequence was kind of great. Um, and I, and I think that the, you know, I think that the this the slog is the point to a certain degree, especially I think it's especially effective that it feels sloggy um, because it's happening to somebody who we have been, um, you know, oriented towards really caring about um, that the combination of uh, of of Isabel May's uh, performance as Elsa and Taylor Sheridan's writing of Elsa and everybody else's reactions to Elsa, both in terms of the characters in the show, but us. Uh, on the other side of the screen, um, I think it hammers home like the point of the of the thing to a certain degree. Like this was a horrible time. This was a very difficult journey that they undertook, and that many other people uh, in reality undertook, where similar losses were incurred. Like similarly, beautiful bright lights were snuffed out prematurely, uh, and like there were moments where it seemed like it would be hopeful and maybe it would turn around, and no, it didn't. They really did just die of dysentery. Uh, you know, and so like I do think that it's um, you know, very Oregon Trail-y in that way. And the slog might be part of the point, but that doesn't mean like it's enjoyable to watch. I think it's effective, but enjoyable probably not. And I do think that a lot of that point could be accomplished with an episode that's what it was an hour ten, we're saying. Like give I, me like hour five, hour ten, something like that. Like yeah. twenty minutes shorter, we probably could have we could have yeah. done that. Because, because that was, you know, something I liked about the early part of the season is that it, in, I guess, midway, there was a great episode where it just sat, you sat in, in situations for a while and let characters feel things, you know, and that's something that's really rare in TV sometimes. Yeah. And and I love that about the show, but it was kind of like with the Elsa stuff, all those characters felt those things in the penultimate episode. We watched them all feel these things. I, there's not many more things to feel than just extended more sadness. Um that's kind of where it, it got with me it was like, okay, like we, we've seen them react to this. We've seen them accept this. We've seen them deal with this. And now we're just going to keep watching it for a lot more time. Um, I mean, and ultimately, you know, it got, it got, it ended in a good place. I liked where it ended. Um, even if it was kind of a little, it kind of made me laugh. When we got to penultimate. He's like, well, we're, wherever we bury is where we're going to stay. It's like, oh, that's yeah. what you were doing the whole time. That yeah. that that was where this was going. And they reiterate that in the, the ranch. They reiterate yeah. that in the finale. That I feel like that probably could have just waited for the finale. That part, like they probably didn't need to say that in the penultimate. They could just like give it to us in the finale. Yeah, uh-huh. that, that that's kind of what added to the like. Okay, this episode feels like feels needlessly long because it's like all right, we, we know where it's going. We know the right. ending. Right. And I mean, and, and like with Shay, you know, we knew from the very beginning where that was going to end, and I think we all hoped. For something different, um, yeah. and that didn't happen. And maybe if there was more 1883, maybe his ending would be for the best. Yeah. Um, so there were not any more uh, Sam Elliott press opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Know, we've, uh, he we've also uh, life imitating art. Where he shoots himself in the foot, though. 
Yeah. But yeah. That was uh, a lot. To, that was a and, lot. And I was like, I was like, man, I wish we would have already recorded this and we just could have already that was a, <laughs> had that it was, done. <laughs> that was a lot. And dude, shut up. Uh, just be quiet. Uh, but yeah, uh, he won't be explored any further. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, his character had a full. Yeah. He did exactly what he said. I, yeah, and 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 that's that's kind of where I'm I'm in the middle. I'm glad that they they kept to the you know, word of that and they didn't you know, try to extend him to something unnecessary. But at the same time, I kind of had hoped that he had grown in a, such a way that he saw a need for himself in the world. And maybe that's just my selfishness uh, as no, as a fan of the character. I, think, um, I, I wanted him to find been, joy. That would have been an arc. I don't know yeah. that there was necessarily an arc for that character. I well, think that I there was like maybe... there was like a you know. His, the whole of his experience that we saw on 1883 for for Shay as a character felt like the epilogue to a guy's story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like no change, nothing really, uh, you know, altering at all. He says in the first episode, effectively, what he's going to go and do, and he just goes off and does it, and it's just a, a you know a, a delay of from going from point A to point B. And I wonder if if Elsa's fate might have changed. Like, if, had Elsa lived, would he have handled things differently? Because of the bond they kind of formed throughout the show, you know, he saw a lot of himself in her. I think, um, and you know, had had she survived, maybe he had a different kind of hope in the world. Um, I think a, a stronger narrative choice. You tell me, Charlie, might have been to you know end with him on the beach. Maybe he's got gun in hand. Maybe he doesn't. But we don't see or hear the bang. Yeah. I, I think that that's, you know, as, as some as a writer, as someone who likes to create stories, for me, if I was writing this show and it came down to that, I would have cut away. Yeah. That would have been just personally, I like the ambiguity of that. I like the put the hand, the story in your hands to, to think about it. You leave it open ended again. I mean, not only for creative purposes, but say Paramount comes and backs up a dump truck of money to my house and, you know, they want more of this character. It's the opportunity is there. Um, but I mean, I really, guess I, like, I guess I appreciate the stick to itiveness to the right. Well, the creative vision is that we're you know that that's kind of an aside, but creatively, I still like the idea of it being ambiguous. Yeah. But also, Taylor Sheridan has always dealt in finality. You know, that's been part of his bag. He, it's not he. Life is life and death are very real and very you know to the point, um, and he's always told those kind of stories. You know, it doesn't, he doesn't look away from something difficult. He's like, well, this is life. This is what it is. Here it is. And, you know, I think that for Taylor Sheridan, cutting away never would have been something he would have done. Yeah. That is very much his, how he operates and how he does things. Um, and so, you know, like I said, I might do something differently, but I didn't create 1883. I didn't create the character of Shay Brennan. No, that was not. We know. only created eighteen eighty three thousand. Which, by yeah. the way, to just justify that a little bit more, Charlie would involve some sort of time warp that appears. Future Dutton's come back to Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and uh, Elsa. They're like, "We need to get you out of here. It's about to go really bad. We got to take you back to our time." And they're needed. Someone, in someone watched the Adam Project this weekend. There is like a. I actually <laughs> didn't. No spoilers. There's a paradoxical. I mean, that's, that's what the movie's about. Is multiversal time, uh, time heisty deal where it doesn't break the the anything. It's just that the universe is splitting off in different directions, and so you get Tim mm. McGraw, Faith Hill, and Isabel May in uh, the year 3000 but that's why it's called 1883,000 it's like the mer you put like a 
a slash between the eight and the three, Charlie, for yeah. the logo I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see it. I can see it. You know, co-created yeah. by Taylor Sheridan and Michael Waldron. Yeah, and um, Josh Wiggler and Charlie Ridgely. Yeah, exactly. We do get an ending for Thomas that I feel like could be explored further if we mm -hmm. wanted to explore any of like the actual characters from this a little bit more. Um, I would be fine with like a Thomas spinoff. That being said, uh, summoning the circle, hope this works. Nobody do anything bad to Thomas. So I also don't want to see a Thomas show because it seems like that was like the happiest of the endings by a lot. Yeah, that, it seemed like it was the only happy ending. You know, they found their land in Oregon. And they were going to start there with their family, you know, and, and that's, that was a really nice thing to have happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the only thing I can say was nice about the ending of 1883. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can say nice. I think it was done well. It was the only nice, happy thing. Um, it was really happy. The the show. And so and, like further uh, exploration of that, uh, you know, uh, requires drama. And I don't know that I need that for that guy. Uh, or for no, yeah, I mean, no for I just that matter. Like, she and I, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe you can, I think we suggested this in a different episode, but like it can just be a a full house scenario. You know, yeah. they just it's it's a sitcom about raising their family in the the woods of Oregon. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it can just be there can be a laugh track. It could be called you know? Plains and Simple. Uh, yeah, and it's just like life of the plains, very simple. Nothing happens. No, the we're biggest, just gonna laugh at our kids. Yeah, the biggest you know? drama is like somebody sets up camp next to them, and so like hijinks ensue because they don't get a along. whole episode where there's a rogue groundhog. Yes, you know, like that's that's what I want. But they they don't kill it; it becomes their pet. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole th yeah, just I mean, just a peaceful, wonderful, happy life. Yeah, for the two of them, a whole season where Noemi's pregnant. We can do a mm -hmm. whole arc with it. You mm -hmm. know, um, just. I mean, That's yeah, it. Good old, like good old, you know, good old fashioned family sitcom. Nothing complicated. Just, just love and joy. Uh, um, that's another good name for the show. Uh, meanwhile, for for Joseph, he loses a leg. Um, so and a wife. It, so the implication is that she dies sometime during that year, right? Oh, I thought we see her die. Do we see her die? And I missed yeah, well, that. Well, I mean, because he he like rolls over and he like says something to her and she doesn't respond. Oh. And her eyes are open and he like taps her on the face and she doesn't move. And yeah, we, oh no, I mean we watched everyone. That may, that may speak to the slogginess that uh you know I watched this a week <laughs> ago. Uh that is out the out the window. Yeah, that yeah. he's the only guy. Maybe he should have settled for Colorado. Maybe he should have gone with Noemi and and Thomas, Thomas and been like, yeah, I'll be the nanny. Yeah. I'll be the one-legged nanny. Uh -huh. And that could with with you know, and I'll understand English all that well. So there's a whole look, there's another great humor angle right there. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe we pan out on the ending and we learn that we see him setting up his own camp and we realize it's actually like just across the field. Yes. Like it's right nearby and we didn't know it. We could reckon um, that. That's definitely yeah. reckonable at this point. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure the whole the severing of the leg scene and like him getting like blasted ahead of time my god that was that was some rough stuff yeah but that that, that was where the good western stuff came in it's like that that's the good like w wild west action you know type of thing that i think some people really loved i mean i, I loved it too but i think that was the big draw for some people with 1883 was this big western epic and that's the kind of things like they didn't shy away from the violence or like the brutality of the of the west yeah um and it was a really well done well executed scene and it was hard to watch yeah uh but it was it was very good and i mean thomas in that scene you know watching him have to do it like it was just that was, that was good stuff yeah that was 
that was good good western brutal yeah. Brut- I guess brutality, brutality is a better word but I think of Mortal Kombat and then I have to brutality take a step back yeah uh, do you think yeah. that there's a T out there called brutality I would be surprised if there wasn't yeah and if um, not uh, let's check the patent on that before yeah. we publish the podcast well, let me let me let me, let me yeah, give it a do let that me give real it a quick do a really quick search for brutality uh, because I think we're on to something if it's not a thing that currently um, exists. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, brutalities.com. Okay. All right. Um, well, every good idea is taken, Charlie, except for 1883,000, yeah. which we were on It the- doesn't seem <laughs> like it's marketed super well. Well, that's um, all right. That's all right. We just gave them a boost. Uh, not endorsed. Not endorsed. Uh, not endorsed here on. Uh, on the 1883 podcast. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Joseph uh, amputation was tough. That was really, really horrible. And then so much else that the rest of the episode is just like, yeah, Alice is going to die. Um, so talk to me about like the end of her, of her storyline and like some, some of the beats that we get, like they spend a whole chunk of time trying not to worry her and tell her what's going to happen. Um, eventually, you know, she's the one who's like, I'm dying, aren't I? And it's like very emotional. And we ultimately end with her and her father beside the tree. And this is where she chooses. She wants to choose the spot. Um, And she also gets to have like sort of this final um, like out of body experience, or maybe it's just Taylor Sheridan, like sketching out what this could have been for her. I don't know. I would just love to get some of your, your thoughts. She she goes back to find. Yeah. Her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, and I think again, we talk about other creatives in another in another creator's hands. That might have been a did she did that really happen? Right. You know, did she survive miraculously and, and get, get back a happy ending? Yeah. And I don't think that any of us watching the show thought that at how, all. How upset do you think that um, that uh, Ennis feels that he was not included in like her dying dream? It's like what? I don't get to be part of this. Sam was in fewer episodes than Ennis. Yeah. But Sam, they they did the whole thing, but it's like spiritually, Seriously? she made she made so much more sense for Sam. Like he was really the you know, the soul that she needed, and and you know, Ennis and her never got fully married. They just said they were kind of married, and then yeah. he died. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, uh, poor Ennis. Come on. Uh, poor Sam. I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see. We talking about you know stories to explore. I'm interested yeah. to see what how Sam reacted to everything and, and when and how Sam found out if he found out and well, I did think what that, that looks like. The show did a good job of like, uh, you know, getting us into this place with Martin Sensmeyer who plays the character and that scene, like we're lingering on him and it makes it feel like maybe um, that's what his actual reaction, like he came to the meeting spot. She doesn't show up and he just like plays that so sadly and tragically. Yeah. And then they kind of continue it as no, this is sort of uh, like either the vision of, of what could have been or, or, you know, what she's thinking as she's leaving uh, and they get to ride off. But I do think that we get some version of an answer of like what that might have been like for yeah. him, AKA very sad. Yeah. And, and I think he's, he's one to know, like she didn't stand me up. Like if she's not here, she's dead. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's how this all has to go. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's hard to like say much more about the ending because there's not, you know, I think I've had so much time to process it, you know, not even just the past couple of weeks, but because of the episode nine, I think right. I really, we had settled three weeks into to where I ended up. It. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, and I think that seeing her at the spot, it reminded me a lot of their scenes in Yellowstone when you see, and they talk about 
that spot being where the whole family resides mm-hmm. um, permanently. Yeah, don't they say and something so, like uh, that? Uh, make no like we may be uh, like buried somewhere else, but make like make no mistake, this is our graveyard or something like that. I think was the yeah. line. And yeah. and, and now you're in, in season four. So I don't know if you've gotten to it yet, but there's a flashback scene with um, with uh, John Dutton and his yeah. dad and his dad dying. And yeah. that was really reminiscent. There's a lot of parallels with that scene and with, you know, Elsa and James and how that was shot. Um, and that really, you know, I, that kind of, that kind of resonated with me. Um, you know, when you have one person over this entire franchise, it's kind of easy to, to remember the parallels, you know, um, because Taylor Sheridan's written essentially everything in Yellowstone. So, as um, as I mean, I mean, I said essentially, yeah, by credit. Um, so it's easy to kind of line up those parallels to where he wants them to be. And a so, great, you know, a great answer in his uh, deadline interview of um, deadline asks recently, the top Paramount execs had an investor day on the Paramount plus part of it. There were a lot of continuing a new series coming from Taylor Sheridan. Can you handle all this? Are you overtaxed? And his response is I'm grossly overtaxed. Uh, it says it's impossible what they're asking for. Uh, it's more hopeful, he says, but it was impossible what they asked for last year. And I don't know what else to say. That's what he says. <laughs> I mean, th- th- there's been a lot of conversation. I guess this is a, a weird aside, but like amongst writers and TV writers about how Taylor Sheridan handles things. And there's like a there's a, a pro and con situation to it because he does a lot of things himself. He doesn't really deal with writers' rooms. Um and that's kind of passing up a lot of opportunity for, for other people. But at the same time, it's like people have been in writer's rooms where the creator just takes whole control and just doesn't, you know, takes credit for their work and doesn't, you know, and puts them aside and doesn't really, and, and, you know, Sheridan kind of acknowledges on the front end, like, Hey, it might not be like what everyone wants, but like, I know what I want and I don't want to put anyone else through that. So I'm just going to do it myself. And, yeah, you know, I'll ask for help when I need it, but like, I'm not going to, bring a bunch of people into my mess. Uh, it's a really interesting debate. If you're a writer listening to this, it's kind of, it's really interesting to read some of his quotes and read some thoughts on his process because it is, it is very unique. Um, you know, he holds up in a ranch and writes a lot of stuff all at one time, yeah. which again is why I think, you know, if, if we, if we subscribe to the idea that he writes all of it, that's why I think I had the issues with season four of Yellowstone that I did uh, because it was that clearly written at the same time as 1883. And I think one of them was much stronger than the other one was. Look at I think that a lot segue, of really Charlie. good energy. Yep. Look at what you just did there. because and that, and that wasn't even on purpose. Yeah, this is worth talking about really quickly. Um, and I mean, really, honestly, as we're ramping down, because I don't know how much more I have to say about 1883 other than what we've said. is really, I was really sad. I was very moved by Isabel May's performance. Um, we had had time to prepare for Elsa's death. Um, I'm glad that they stuck with it if that was the direction they were going to go. And it certainly seemed like that was the impetus for the story in the first place. So they had to right. go there. Uh, and I'm glad that they stuck to it. Uh, I'm curious, fascinated, open, but kind of skeptical about what additional 1883s might look like. Um, and that I was, is... I'm, I'm more excited about the idea of 1932 than I am any additional 1883 at this point. Correct. Uh, and 1932 sounds fun. And I, I think, again, as another like, 10 episode movie that sounds fun and if we could just be like telling all of these different points in time i think could be uh, a cool strategy for how to uh continue to spin out the yellowstone universe but yellowstone proper the streaming is all weird right uh because it airs on paramount network but it uh streams on peacock it's Uh, genuinely the most popular paramount product right now sure like 
it is the company's most popular franchise and it does not belong it's not like imagine if disney plus didn't have star wars yeah uh so it's uh it's very very uh very important to paramount but they don't have it on paramount plus and they air it on paramount network and then you have to like either buy it on amazon if you're if you want to watch it live or you have to wait until it comes to peacock well charlie season Mm -hmm. four of yellowstone is coming to peacock this month uh march 28th mm-hmm. the entire season four um which again i know for paramount it really sucks to have another competitor have that because peacock is really advertising it like it's a it's a huge asset for parent for peacock right now streaming wise it's a huge boost to peacock streaming um because it's a really big popular show uh and the first three seasons have been on there for a while and uh you know that's where i watched all of it that's where you've watched all of it yeah save for season four um and, uh, you know, it's, it's a huge, there was a whole issue with a regime change and, you know, before when CBS all access was existent and not Paramount plus they were, you know, trying to make some money and, and sold the streaming rights to Peacock. And then it became this giant show. Uh, and you know, it's the same similar deal like we say with South Park where they, you know, HBO max has the rights to it. Um, but new specials from South Park are being aired exclusively on Paramount plus. Um, so it's 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 a difficult situation for paramount i know that those rights will revert back at some point whenever the current deal expires and i don't think we know when that deal is no is for um there hasn't been i i believe the south park one is over before the before the yellowstone one is because they've talked about south park being over sooner um so anyway all that to say is on peacock for now but peacock's a free service i do think you have to have the the paid there's multiple tiers on Peacock, and if I'm if I'm correct, if I remember correctly, you need the middle tier at least to watch the new Yellowstone. There's a middle tier. I would think, I thought there was just like an ad and then an ad free. There's a well, there's a there's, a there's a there's a free tier. Yeah. There's the free tier, then there's the ad tier, then there's the ad free tier. So the free tier, you don't get access to everything. Got it. Okay. Okay. Like okay. I don't think all seasons of The Office are on the free tier. Okay. Sure. Sure. Or sure. like when a new like when Marry Me came out the the jennifer uh oh yeah um you know that was a that was a theater you know or or halloween kills when they did that yeah the free tier i don't believe you get access to the i could be wrong about that but i know there are things that are that belong on the paid tier that you don't get on the free one so that bottom paid tier the 4.99 one that you get with ads you get access to everything so 4.99 a month you can have any new episodes of Yellowstone? Like I said, I don't think they're all available on the free tier when the new ones come out. I could be wrong about that, um, but just in case, I would I would double check before Explore you explore your subscriptionary needs of yeah. what you need to to do Yellowstone. But if like you've been holding out on Yellowstone or you've been waiting for season four to drop, it is dropping soon. Uh, I went ahead and bought it on Amazon and uh, have not cleared it. And I should have just waited. But what What are you going to do? Uh, I have not been able to get back to it for a couple of weeks. But I do you see, think, you're, you're about halfway through, right? Yeah, I got. I think I got to like, I got through episode four. I think I'm going to start from the beginning again uh, because it's like in one year. Of season four, not, not the beginning Correct. of the whole show. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I was like, man, that's uh, ambitious. Correct. Uh, but I do think what we'll do is, you know, we're going to wrap up 1883 now. Um, the Yellowstone season four coming out March 28th. At some point, not terribly long after that, you and I will get together. We'll be able to have like our very big 
Yellowstone conversation mm-hmm. at that point. It will be a full spoiler Yellowstone conversation through season four. Uh, so if you are not fully caught up on Yellowstone, it won't be safe for you. So we'll give you plenty of time. You know, I think it would be at least a week later would be the soonest that we would have that podcast out for you. But I think that's going to be our next Yellowstone universe check in. And then like, you know, whenever season five is coming up, Charlie, I think we'll probably yeah, be I, on the weekly think, on that. I think season five is good based on the way the conversations have. The way that the, the, the talk has sounded it feels like season five is going to be here before four sixes is here. Uh-huh. Um, Cause four sixes is the other big spinoff that they've been talking about, um, which takes place on the ranch that Sheridan now owns uh, in Texas. And that's, that's in modern day Yellowstone. You've, if you've seen any of season four, you've, you've seen talk of the four sixes, you know, they've dealt with that a little bit. Um, and again, I, I, I thought that was going to happen first, but it, I kind of feel now that we're going to see Yellowstone season five first. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, how that's all going to shake out, but we're gonna. I guess we'll find out. Um, but it'll be a while before we get anything new Yellowstone after we kind of recap, um, recap season four, or I guess down the whole series through season four. Um, yeah. But I mean, do, like, before we wrap up, I do want to hear you know if you have any extra just overall thoughts about the entirety of eighteen eighty three. I think we went into this not being sure what it was going to be. I really liked it. Ultimately. Um, I thought, I thought that it was so much better than I expected it to be. Um, I mm-hmm. really thought that we were going to get into it and it was going to be like something to like, kind of like lightly, you know, podcast about. Uh, and like, I think that we've been, we've been light along the way, but um, you know, I think that you and I, and I don't, I don't want to speak for you, especially while you're right here, but I, I think we were both really high on it ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that from the people who I talked to in my life who, uh, who had, um, watched it, um, especially people who also had watched, uh, Yellowstone proper. Like I have one friend who watched this and Yellowstone proper and thinks that Yellowstone proper is like a totally ridiculous trash show in a great way. Um, and then was like, 1883 was legitimately very good. Um, I think I'm pretty close to that is mm-hmm. my review. Uh, uh, Charlie, I don't know if you've got a different take. No, I, I think like, you know, we might differ. Like, I think I was a little, I took the ocean a little more seriously for the first couple of seasons. And now I've kind of reached a more like, okay, like some of this is ridiculous and I still enjoy it for specifically for that reason. But this is so over the top and crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, as far as 1883 goes, I, I feel very in line with you. I, mean, I, I really love this show. You know, I don't, um, I'm not going to sit here right now on, you know, March, uh, what is it? 14th, two, mm-hmm. 2022. And, uh, talk about how I would love to see Sam Elliott get an Emmy for sure. Yeah. This role. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that's where I was at for a while. Sure, uh, yeah. And if you take any context away and just talk about the performance, I certainly think it's a worthy one. It's a great performance. I think it's my favorite performance of the show. Um, Isabel May is right there too. Yeah. I think um, she's mine ultimately. Uh, I think it, he was he was heavier in the beginning. I think in it, you know, she kind of took over. That's the show another takeaway, though. Charlie is like, I'm really excited for Isabel May's career. Hopefully, yes. people watched this and know that she is very a talented. Star, she's yeah. really really good, and I'm excited to see where she goes. I'm excited yep. to see if she kind of launches into like does all of this Taylor Sheridan stuff, uh, or you know, because maybe we get to 1932 and she plays another another character that you know is a descendant of these people. Because why not? Um, but yeah, you know, I I'm not going to sit here and make that kind of push, but I think he was very good, and I think that I, I, um, Tim McGraw, everyone, and Tim McGraw and Faith Hill really, really surprised good. me. 
they really, really surprised. Because yeah. you know, a lot of the people in that show, you knew going in what they were going to bring. I'm disappointed we didn't get more Billy Bob Thornton. Um, I thought he was going to be like a character in this show that wasn't just one episode. I'd love some more of that character. Uh, but the, everyone in the show was was very, very good. Uh, and I am thoroughly pleased with with the product that we got from 1883. I, I think really, I, I don't like when TV creators talk about making 10-hour movies. I think that kind of sells TV short, and that's unnecessary. Yeah, but sure. I think 1883 is one of the cases where I think it really applies because it's structured that way. Like I think, I think when we talk about it like that, I do think it's annoying, uh, and I think like it's it is diminishing to TV, which is proving itself to be such a tremendous uh, medium to tell really artful stories. I think that there is like a novelistic approach to yes, uh, you I know, think novel is a good way like to this. put it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, it has episode arcs, but it really is one one overall arc from start to finish, and um, you know, it's ten episodes. It's it. I don't know. I, I I think it works really really well as a standalone thing, and I'm glad it's a standalone thing. I would love to you know, watch some some more behind the scenes stuff for this coming together. Um, but you know, like we talked about before, this is the coolest Western thing we've had on TV in a, since in a Deadwood. Yeah, you know, um, and really Deadwood's the only one for years. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot of Western stuff on TV, and and so this has been this is a really refreshing thing. Hell on Wheels see, is yeah. so mad listening. To oh this yeah, Hell on, right I forgot Hell on Wheels. The I entire uh, personified Hell on Wheels is. Listening I did forget to this. about Hell on Wheels. It's like, damn it, Charlie. Um, and my dad loved Hell on Wheels. Uh, I did forget about Hell on Wheels. That, yeah. I, I might revisit that because I only watched it the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Tell me but, about I mean, that. But but then also, I mean, even <laughs> even if you like Hell on Wheels, it didn't. It never really hit a zeitgeist. It never really hit a cultural. Not even zeitgeist. Zeitgeist is. is a bigger thing that I'm talking about. It never really hit the cultural, like made a cultural impact like uh-huh. Deadwood did. <laughs> yeah. What did I do? Yeah. Nothing. You're just nothing. You're laughing at me. I'm just thinking about Hell on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only watched it the first season of that show. It's fine. I remember there being a woman with, with face paint that was really scary. That I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, uh, like a face tattoo or something. She yeah. was, she was awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, but, I think you know, the good this news is, is this made a big cultural impact. Yes, it made exactly. Big records for, for Paramount plus. Yep. This has certainly been the biggest and most talked about Western show since Deadwood. Um, and I'll be really and, curious to see like what genre they're playing in, what Taylor Sheridan's going to play in with like 1930, whatever, you know, like, I think that that, I think that that like, if, is it like a gangster type thing? Is it like closer mm-hmm. to like a boardwalk empire than it was a Deadwood? Like, I think that that could be interesting and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's all about. And I would be interested in seeing, you know, playing with different genres within this same shared universe, because that's marketable. Like that's fine. As long as it's telling like good, interesting stories as well. And not even just good, interesting stories, but also like, you know, um, you know, strong craft. Like there's just some amazing cinematography across 1883. Um, The score was beautiful. Like it just had a, a, a vibe. Uh, I do talk about clarity of vibe over clarity of vision. Like there was just a vibe to 1883 that I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, spending time with. Uh, yeah. And, and all of the, like the costuming and, and, and the props were very authentic feeling. Yes. Very, you know, like, like those wagons really looked great. You know, a lot of the, the work with the horses was, was fantastic. Um, you know, there really wasn't authenticity to it that I think added to that vibe. When you look at those big, those big skies and you see that wagon yeah. on fire and it's like, Oh, like that looks yeah, really good. Yes, it yes. was a a really wonderful beautiful show. Like yeah, wonderful you know, looking. 
not unlike what else always says like it's it's heaven and it's hell they live together it is both like a very dark show at times and a beautiful show at times and i mm-hmm. I, I thought that they did a really good job more than they didn't uh you know I, yeah. I i definitely enjoyed it much more than i than i did not yeah like um, i said there in that last episode there might be a couple of little narrative things like that i didn't love 100 percent, but like the craft of the show never once did i have any kind of anything but wonderful things to say about it, it really you know it, it, it was it was a really well well produced show and i was yes. really i was immensely pleased with with the product overall yeah um all right charlie well we'll be back in a few weeks to talk about uh our big yellowstone spoiler extravaganza special we'll talk about all things yellowstone i think at least a week out from season four being on peacock so people have time to uh to watch the show if in between now and then you want to get feedback in for that podcast you can email me josh at poshowrecaps.com just put yellowstone season four in your subject line so i know to click it when i'm ready uh you can also tweet at me at round howard you can tweet at charlie as well at charlie ridgely uh where you also find out what charlie's got going on over at comicbook.com anything fun you want to plug right now charlie um not at the moment we're, we're, we're talking uh, a friend and i are, are pitching a project for april that you know we're hoping we can get off the ground, you know, even if we don't do it at work, we're probably gonna do some kind of calendar on our own. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're looking at maybe some, some cool uh, Nick Cage related stuff ahead Ooh. of the, uh, the unbearable of shortbread. I just love shortbread. Uh, He's so my favorite. I just wanted to look like shortbread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're, um, my, my friend Jamie and I are talking about doing something for that. And, uh, you know, just Batman's in the rear view. We had some, some fun cram stuff going on for that. And now we're kind of in the lead up overall to Dr. Strange and, moon Knight and the return of marvel cinematic universe all kinds of ridiculous yeah. stuff you know yeah talking about yeah. the multiverse it's all kind all kinds of nonsense that's all what you can expect all kinds of nonsense and that's the, it's the best kind of nonsense yeah uh so yeah i mean if you want to ask me questions i've seen all of yellowstone season four i'm fully caught up so if you have a Hit question that you're, that you're anxious to have answered and you can't send it to josh yet you know feel free to to hit me up on twitter you know i've I'm all I'm all caught up. I'm all ears. So and catalog uh, it, Charlie, for the podcast as well. Oh, for we sure, can, we can get into it on on that too. I'll send it to disc on Discord to myself. Yes, so that I don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave that unread notification sitting there. Hundred percent. You know, I'll just let it bother me for weeks until uh, until I can share it with you. Hey, that's a good note that you could also bother both Charlie and I on Discord if you sign up to become a patron of Post Show Recaps at Patreon.com/slash Post Show Recaps, where we are both in the patron Discord, hanging out, talking TV with folks. That could be you. Uh, you'd support the podcast, make it possible for podcasts like these to continue. So consider it Patreon.com/slash Post Show Recaps. Charlie, anything else? No man, I'm I'm looking forward to talking to Yellowstone. Me too. Yellowstone with you. Very I, much. That's going to be a very different podcast. Uh, you know, a, I'm a, a little much... bit, I'm a little bit removed from like really crushing seasons two and three, especially. So I'll need to jog my memory a bit. Um, but uh, it'll be fun. I have a lot of thoughts about Yellowstone. So many. Oh uh, yeah, and I get to talk about get to talk about uh, you know Rourke with you, which I'm real stoked to talk about Rourke with you. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Slash Sawyer. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, there's a lot a lot of things that I'm just. Yeah. I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on it. I think it's going to be. Tell you what, I'm not going fly laughing, fishing anytime soon, Charlie. A lot of laughter in that in that podcast. I think I, so too. I assume. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to break that down. 
It's possible that it'll be uh, too big to contain to one. That could be like a multi-parter, I think, is a possibility. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. All right, so stay tuned to the feed. This will be where that podcast drops. Anything that's Yellowstone adjacent, we will keep it in this podcast feed. Don't unsubscribe. Give us a few weeks. Once it's on Peacock Season 4, we'll give you some time to watch the show. Now would be the time for you to be binging Yellowstone between now and then. And then we'll come back with a full Yellowstone spoiler podcast. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye.